Welcome back to our study of the Lord's Prayer. We are focusing this week on the sixth and final petition of the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus taught us to pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or from the evil one. Now we need to start by recognizing this is not a prayer asking God not to tempt us because the Bible is very clear that God does not tempt. He doesn't tempt us and he himself is not tempted by sin. In the book of James chapter 1 verses 13 to 15, James says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So God does not tempt us. We're not asking God to stop tempting us or asking him not to tempt us in the future because God himself does not tempt. But God does test, and there is a distinction between the two. God does test people. For example, in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, the famous story of Abraham um, being willing to offer up Isaac, the chapter begins by saying, after these things, God tested Abraham. Now, God was not tempting Abraham. He didn't want Abraham to sin. He wasn't trying to get Abraham to sin. He was testing Abraham to reveal his faith. Similarly, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 2, it says that God tested the nation of Israel. He says, And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So one of the things God was doing with the nation of Israel during those 40 years in the wilderness right, is that he was humbling them and he was testing them, again, to see whether or not they would obey him. He was not tempting them. He didn't want them to sin. He didn't want them to disobey. He wasn't luring them away from himself and his own commandments. He was not tempting them, but he was testing them. So we need to make clear in our minds that there is a difference between tempting and testing and that God does not tempt, but he does test. So God will test us, but he will never tempt us. So we're not praying God don't tempt us because we don't have to pray that. God's not going to do that. That's not who he is. He is not the tempter. The tempter is Satan. In fact, uh, Satan himself is called the tempter in Matthew chapter 4. This is what Satan does because Satan does want to lure us away from God. He does want to entice us into sin. And so Satan is the tempter. Satan is the one who tempts people, not God. And yet we are told to pray, lead us not into temptation. Now, part of what's difficult about this is that um, in our translations, tempting and testing come from the same word. There's one word that contains both of those ideas. So that makes it a little bit difficult. But again, what we need to understand is that God tests while Satan tempts. God tests us and wants us to pass the test. Satan tempts us and wants us to fail, right? God tests us to reveal what is in our hearts. 
Satan tempts us, entices us, right? Because he wants to draw our hearts away from the Lord. It's also clear, right, that we need to be um, proactive in resisting temptation. For example, in 1 Corinthians 10, verses 12 and 13, it says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. So don't think, well, I would never do that. I would never sin that way. I would never fall. He says, let anyone who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. In other words, God will never let you face a temptation that it is impossible for you to turn down. He will never let you face a temptation that you cannot escape from. He says God always provides a way of escape. But what we are praying for in this request, lead us not into temptation, is God, we don't even want to end up in a situation where we're tempted. We, we recognize, and part of what this is, is recognizing our own weakness. Recognizing that even though we might think we would pass the temptation, right, that we would be able to avoid it, and we wouldn't fall into that trap or um, or you know, bite that hook that Satan has baited for us, but uh, we don't want to be. We don't want to. We shouldn't want to toe the line. See how close we can get to temptation. See how many temptations we can face without giving into them. We we should want to keep our distance from temptation. We don't want to be tempted. We don't want to be brought into a situation where, where we're tempted because we don't want to fall. We know our own weakness. We know our own tendency to sin. And so we're praying, God, lead us not into temptation. Don't put us in a situation. Don't let us be put in a situation where we're going to be tempted. Right, but again, God himself is not tempting us when we're being tempted. <clears throat> he might test us, but he never tempts us. And when we are being tempted, God is still overruling that situation. He's still in control because Paul says that he'll never let us be tempted beyond our ability, but he'll always provide a way of escape. So we're praying, God, don't let us be put in a situation where we're going to be tempted. Um, but also we have a responsibility when we are being tempted right, to resist that temptation, to flee from that temptation. The next thing Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10 is flee from idolatry. So if idolatry is the temptation they're facing, he says just run away from it. Don't get close to it. Right? Escape from it. God's provided you a way of escape. Get out of there. Right? Run away. So God doesn't tempt. Satan does. We don't want to be put in a situation where we are being tempted. That's what we're praying for. Right? Lead us not into temptation. But if we do end up in a tempting situation, there's always a way out. Right? Always a way out. And then finally, we're praying for deliverance from evil or from the evil one. You might have a, a footnote that says it could be translated uh, the evil one or your translation might say deliver us from the evil one. Both are so closely connected, right? Evil and the evil one, meaning Satan. So um, it doesn't make a, a huge difference uh, which way you read it or which way you understand it. But what we need to remember is uh, two things about this, this last part. Deliver us from 
evil or deliver us from the evil one. If we're talking about delivering us from Satan, right, who is the one who's trying to entice us into evil, we need to remember that one, he has already been decisively defeated. When Jesus died and rose, he conquered Satan. Now, Satan's ultimate and final banishment will not happen until the return of Christ. We read about that in uh, Revelation chapter 20, Satan's ultimate uh, banishment. All right, but his defeat happened on the cross. When Jesus was about to go to the cross uh, in John chapter 12, he said something like, now is the ruler of this world cast out. He's talking about Satan, right? That he's cast out. He's beaten. Uh, Colossians uh, 2.15 talks about how um, Christ has triumphed in his death, in his crucifixion. So um, he's, Satan has been defeated, right? Satan has been conquered. And so we don't have to worry about that, right? Christ is already victorious over Satan. And yet we still need daily deliverance from Satan, from his attempts to tempt us, to lure us into sin. First uh, Peter tells us that Satan is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour and we don't want to be devoured by him. And so we need to pray regularly right, that God would deliver us from him, that God would keep us from Satan's schemes, he would keep us from being entrapped by Satan's snares, that he would keep us from being devoured by the evil one, that he would deliver us from all the evil that seeks to ensnare us, that seeks to lead us away from him, that seeks to entrap us. So this too is something that we need. Remember the last three petitions of the Lord's Prayer are about our needs, our need for food, our daily bread, our need for forgiveness, right? forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors, and our need for deliverance from temptation and from evil or from the evil one. Because every day we face temptation Right? And every day, Satan would like for us to stumble, would like for us to fall. And we don't have it within ourselves to deal with all of that on our own. We need God's help. We need God's deliverance. We need God's protection. And so that's what we're praying for. I have thoroughly enjoyed this study through the Lord's Prayer. I hope you have as well. This brings this study to a close, and Lord willing, we will begin our new study next week on the doctrine of the Trinity, which I'm very excited about, and I hope you will enjoy and benefit from as well. God bless.